Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? We are in the final week of our Christmas holidays spectacular. Oh, look at that. I almost missed them. <laughs> I hate it when I miss the bells. Right. So, uh, and uh, we are today we are talking about the Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy classic, Trading Spaces, 1983. Trading, trading Places. I'm sorry. I actually, Trading Places, but I actually <laughs> was almost about to say, by the way, I don't know how many times I've said Trading Spaces, like the HGTV You're show right. with this movie on accident, just to show my millennialness, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> So the, uh, this movie was uh, born when we were. It was 1983, yes. right? Yeah. 83, yeah. So Training Places, 1983. And of course, uh, we don't like to talk about these movies. Oh, no, wait. We don't do that yet. We tell people to go watch the movie first. Yeah. Wow, we are really we're, fucking the beginning for, of this up. For, I said the wrong name <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> and we've done two of these this week. It's not like we've been ta- we, we haven't taken a week <laughs> off or anything. Like we're just, Yeah, and we have two next week. I'm probably going to make those like a, just a total basket case. Anyway, right. go ahead. So if you have never seen this movie, please make this the reason that you do so. It's currently not streaming yet. It's going to be on Stars beginning January 1st. So if you're listening to this after that and have access to Stars, you can watch it there. Otherwise, you got to rent it find it somewhere or borrow it or whatever you got to do but uh make this the reason that you watch it we'll go uh we'll let you have a few seconds to go find it and do that and then you can come back and join us for the conversation and you're back all right thanks for uh doing that now we're all up to speed and of course mandy and i we don't like to talk about these movies alone because we know what each other think usually and we just you know don't care anymore what are we on like uh, 126 127 episodes something like that ridiculous. I don't even know. <laughs> so we like to bring on uh, someone else to basically to take sides. So we are very excited to have a returning guest, uh, Grand Rapids area comedian, Miss Kara Williams is with us, everybody. Pause for applause. Yay. Yay. There we go. All right. Heard a lot of the applause. I heard mm-hmm. it. I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, welcome back. How have you been? I've been okay. You know, none of us are really living the dream right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> Just trying to squeak by. Well, we uh, we always ask everyone we have on, uh, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? It had been my entire life. Okay. So this is the first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, this, my... this is a real quality first watch movie here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a first timer. But I, I got to tell you, I was, um, it was jarring. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for not being a first-time watch, it was jarring for me as well. I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. And so it seems as though somehow you just block out all of the, uh, you know, blatant uh, homophobic uh, slurs mm. and racism and yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd in blackface. If you had oh, asked yeah. me, oh my god! <laughs> if you had asked me yesterday, because I watched this movie yesterday to pull the clips for it, uh, if there was a movie where Dan Aykroyd was in blackface, I would have unequivocally said no there just is there's no why would you do that but it turns out uh this is a a big one for that so uh, we got that going for us which is nice which Uh, i think that's oh sorry um it has been forever i did watch this when i was young way too young to understand like the issues behind it i guess or like the message that they're trying to send 
about racism and social inequality and stuff like that. So that was sure. like, it was basically like watching it for the first, it was like, it was like watching Dirty Dancing and realizes, realizing that there was an abortion. Like yeah. I watched it, I watched <laughs> it as a kid, you know, a million times and I was like, oh, the dancing's so good. And then I watched it, you know, a little older and I was like, oh shit, dude, she just had an illegal abortion. That was basically like watching this movie. <laughs> like that blonde lady has a really sad flu. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just about a watermelon, it turns out. Um, right. <laughs> what about you, Matt? Uh, I watched this movie a lot. I remember watching this movie quite a bit um, when I was a kid. Uh, I think this was a movie that my parents both enjoyed, uh, and I don't know what that says about them or me mm. or whatever. But, you know, um, and I, I do think that there are some good parts of the. It's trying to do good, I think. Uh, but it really leans into the fact that old white men are real assholes, like are, are just really terrible people. Um, and it tries mm-hmm. to balance that with positive things like, you know, they put a, a sex worker in a p- fairly positive light uh, mm-hmm. in this film, uh, other than the fact that she seems way too trusting of somebody that she's, you know, essentially never met. Um, and things like that. I mean, so, I mean, isn't that what they do though? I mean, they, they have I, sex with people they just met. So I suppose, I, I mean, I love how she's like in three years, I can get off my back. I'm like, in three years, you're going to die of AIDS. This is 1983. Like, oh, this well. is going to happen. 100%. <laughs> she, she was literally, she was like a frontline worker for that era of pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, that's going to, that's going to get me canceled. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are your thoughts? I guess, Garrett. Like, this is a first time watch for you. Uh, yeah. Where Where do you even begin? I guess. Right. Yeah. Because well, you had sent us a message and said you were about twenty minutes in, and it was just very much like, "Wow, what have we, what have we made you do?" I, I liked that you said it was a twenty. It was like a twenty twenty lens. Like this is like a, going back and watching it as like people from this time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was hard to. Um, set aside like everything I know now, you know, and like, be like, this is so good. I mean, it was, it was very entertaining. I definitely thought it, I thought it was going to be less entertaining than it was, I guess, because it was put out before I was born. I do want to make that point. You guys said it was, it was from when you were born. I would would love to make a really serious point and, and (laughs) clear that up. I was not born until 1984, you guys. the next year mm-hmm. at the end of it even so you caught it on video then <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it was out on yeah. vhs by I was, the time you got to as it as a as a newborn i went ahead and picked it up at blockbuster yep. well sure. now when you were younger did your parents let you watch movies that had like you know tits and swearing and things like that like were you a kid that got to do that kind of stuff 100 percent. Uh, my parents <laughs> nobody raised me television raised me <laughs> oh my gosh you're in such good company right now well yeah we were all born in the early to mid <laughs> 80s yeah our parents didn't raise us we talked about this in our last one for little (laughs) ah yes we were latchkey kids yeah our parents were way too busy um getting drunk and playing euchre with their friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure yeah yeah Yeah, we we learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life that's how it that's how it goes yes Uh, yes we did so (laughs) there are a couple of things about this movie Uh, so basically what happens is uh it's a class struggle sort of felt like uh, the premise of the movie is that your place in life is dictated solely by your environment on one side and then on the other side 
it is uh, your stock and your genetics are what put you where you are, right? And yep. it's these two old white men who are, have made a bet to determine whether they can ruin the life of someone who's at a higher social standing and also at the same time raise the social standing of somebody who they deem to be like a, in the, you know, the ghetto and a very low position in life. So that's... Um, there like when he says he's a Negro, he's been stealing since the day he was born. Yeah. And you're yeah. like what yes Woof. no oh we had just because we okay just this a fun fact kind of goes into that so this was originally supposed to be a, a richard Pryor vehicle like it was supposed to be him oh, okay um he couldn't do it and gene wilder was supposed to play uh the other character which would have been okay way better gene, than wilder, gene wilder would never oh. <laughs> well he was supposed to play dan Aykroyd. i i am actually glad that neither of them worked out for one thing richard Pryor that he has way too many movies that center around the whole black white thing so it's kind of nice that this was given to eddie murphy instead um but um so it was originally supposed to be called black and white Mm. and i'm like that is what they should have called this movie because like the way that they talk about everything and i mean that's basically what they're trying to say is I, that... I get the trade. I mean, because it's about commodities trading and the fact that these two people are trading places, and it makes sense in that aspect. But yes, it's very well. Much... They could have taken a poor white person or a criminal white person, sure, and they didn't. They chose a a criminal black person specifically. I mean, on purpose. They're just like, oh, let's take a criminal. He's got to be black. It's 1983. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? Like it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just had to have a, a couple of old rich white dudes to to make the bet. So it kind of worked out, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't make the movie, guys. Nobody here made it. No. We're, just, we're just watching it. You know what I mean? Also, the big thing is here now we are essentially what is this is going to be, I think, like a couple of days before Christmas when this comes out. Is yeah. this a Christmas movie? Anyone? Nah, I don't no. think so. No. I mean, I guess yeah, I, like. Um, based on the same logic that people use to say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then yep. yes. Okay. There is a scene where it is Christmas. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, so the whole timeline of this movie takes place over like a two-week period or something, isn't it? It's very mm-hmm. short-lived uh, process to get one to flip to the other's lot in life, basically. Well, I do think that that's also why Jamie Lee Curtis is so, you know, it's Christmas time. She's feeling, you know, generous. Mm-hmm. And so she she wants to take care of this guy, you know. And then around the holidays, you just feel bad for poor people and, and people to that be are fair, on the streets. She's looking for that five figure payout too. She's, yeah, she was making an investment. Uh, for sure. Yeah, she was uh, right for sure. <laughs> an investment she didn't have to pay for with her immune system. How do we feel? <laughs> <laughs> how do we feel about Dan Aykroyd's uh, accent in this movie? Could you Which, guys get the, past it? Because I cannot. Um, the faux Jamaican one? No, no, no. Just the regular, <laughs> just as like mid-Atlantic sort of rich person put on accent thing. I could not get out of the fact that this was Dan Aykroyd trying to sound like a rich person. Yeah, yeah but it was kind of good because like I, I liked it in that it was very much like 
somebody putting on airs, which is how I feel that people who are that super rich, they're always trying to prove something in their boring gray coupon lives, right? <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, we'll just get a little taste of that. Uh, so Dan Aykroyd plays uh, Winthorpe. Uh, what's, it, what, what's, his, what's his first name? I don't remember. Anyhow, they they mostly just refer to him as Winthorpe in the movie. Let's just call him Lewis. Lewis. That's right. He tried to rob the payroll, Randolph. He attacked me in broad daylight. I didn't do nothing, man. This guy bumped into me. I did not. You knocked me down and tried to grab my briefcase. Yeah, but it was an accident, man. An accident? Really? What's going to happen to this man? We're going to book him on assault, attempted robbery, and resisting arrest. Well done, Winsorp. Hey, man, I'm innocent. This guy bumped into me. I was trying to give him his briefcase back to him. I feel like uh, I'm listening to Beverly Hills Cop right now. Right, right. Like, <laughs> I think they both put it on a little extra thick. I think Eddie Murphy puts on, like, this poor ghetto sort of put on accent. Because he totally changes his vibe, too, when he gets in the environment of you know, each other's... I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, it's well, very, no, you're 100%. And very it's much funny a study on, like... How switching. I am like that when I have because I have um some black girlfriends and when we're all together, like I'm like girl and like it comes out. I don't. I'm not. Like I can't say why. It just happens. Like it's I don't like when you spend girl. time with people from the south, you just get like yeah. an inexplicable draw for no reason. That yeah, and they go ahead. Sorry, if I go too far south in Ohio, I will come back with a southern accent. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um. Let's see here. Uh, so we, we did cover the fact that this is kind of a Christmas movie. It doesn't mention the fact that it's Christmas a few times. And of course we have like the drunk Santa Claus scenes and things like that. But here's Eddie Murphy mm -hmm. sort of opening up his part in the film here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. Vietnam did this to me, but I'm not bitter. Thank Vietnam you. did this to me, but I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> How you doing? It's Fair Fall Wall Metrics and Change. A moment needs a life. I have no money to give to you. Please, anything, please, Anyhow, yeah. Uh, I also have an issue with the fact that this movie uh, resolves itself in the end with them making presumably a large sum of money and going to an island somewhere. But as mm -hmm. far as I can tell, Dan Aykroyd still has like pending drug charges and, uh, you know, for what he got arrested for in the first place. He just basically, he got bailed out and then I assume there had to be a process where they had to convince the police officer who pulled the drugs out of his coat that it wasn't his fault. Right. And I just don't see that being easy to do. So yeah, no. maybe he oh, fled. Of course, of course it was easy to do. This was the eighties. He was a, once he could prove again that he was a rich white man, I'm sure they were like, Oh, you're right. Our mistake. Right. Well, right. And where Everybody gets one. Where are his parents? He's fairly young. He went to Harvard. He obviously they, came from money. They referred to him as a, an orphan. Like they said, that luckily your parents aren't around to see this happen to you. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to him, but they're they're either dead or out of the picture somehow. So Yeah, not like a sad orphan though, like a <laughs> tragic yachting accident and then he got the family fortune <laughs> earlier than anticipated. Yeah. It's like a very, I'm sure it was, it was all. Probably, it, was it was him. He probably yeah, did it. it. Right. It was yeah. mostly paperwork. <laughs> so uh, I also did a little investigating myself here. At one point, they talk about how they're going to give um, Billy Ray Valentine an eighty thousand dollar job. Uh, yeah. Do you know how much the guess how much the equivalent of that would be now? If you had an, in nineteen eighty three, you had an eighty thousand dollar a year job. How much do you think that would be in today's money? Five hundred thousand. Not quite. 
In fact, not quite by quite a bit. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't know how money works. Sure, sure. Well, it's still quite, I mean, it's a lot. It's uh, $209,000 a year is what he would be making the equivalent of in today's money, which is a hell Did of a lot Did you know the $5 Christmas bonus that they gave Ezra <laughs> is worth $12.84 in 2019? Nice. Look at, look at you guys Googling inflation. Very good. So yeah. It's just as shitty. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> As if it was five dollars. Your Christmas bonus. Oh. There you are. Five dollars. <laughs> Maybe I'll go to the movies by myself. Sad. Half of it is from me. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Mortimer. Yeah. So. I just recently watched the Christmas Carol, and that like is like what like that's so Scroogey, like especially so at, cr- at, cr- at Christmas, you know. It's just so scroogey and so shitty. Yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm in the solid Christmas movie camp. I'm pretty. I'm, I would count this as a Christmas movie, just because so much of the film takes place over the holiday season. You know, mm-hmm. I guess that's my only criteria. I guess is it because you could also watch it with your whole family, no problem? I think maybe that's, that's <laughs> we just gathered around the hearth and and we. Yeah, I don't know. Your night, your night before Christmas. <laughs> What I don't terrible know why thing to watch. I thought that because it was made before I was born, that it was going to be like tame and wholesome. Sure. Um, I, I don't have any reason to believe that. I just, I guess, did have, didn't watch a lot of movies that were made before I was born, but I was taken aback. Yeah. yeah. But now I am going to make it part of my Christmas routine. And then I'm going to like <laughs> dream of not sugar plums, but um, Jamie Lee Curtis's magnificent breasts for sure bouncing in my dreams they yes. are the best breasts i actually is that that one chick from the movie where she's sitting on the bed i can't remember we just watched that movie a little yeah while no f her breasts jamie lee curtis puts everybody's <laughs> sure. that have ever existed to shame and yes to be fair we, we should have seen them prior to this movie because she was in all those like slasher movies and whatever but this was the first movie that they happened like this was the first movie they came yes. out Bachelor party. That's what I was thinking of. The woman oh, that was sitting on the yes. bed of bachelor party. For like sure. Jamie Lee Curtis's boot. I didn't think I had ever seen. Somehow we're turning into like a Mr. Skin podcast. Yeah. Where we're just definitely. hanging out all of the nudity and all of these. Listen, from the 80s. it deserves recognition. For she, sure. I agree. Her body was insane. Yeah. Yep. And pretty, not pretty only that, but like you, you got to see it the one time in the bathroom and you're like, oh, there it was. Like this was her like boob shot. And then you got to see him again. And you're like, oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Her boobs were like a third of the storyline. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and a lot of, I mean, just random party boobs we saw in this. Yep. I, I don't go, uh, clearly, I don't go to a lot of parties, but I have never once been to a party where someone was just like, time for the tits to come out. I just, maybe that was a thing in the 80s with like cocaine all over the place, but I don't know. They're not Again. usually, they're usually not women that have boobs like that. It's it's usually women that you're like, oh my God, put your shirt on. Uh, sure. Uh, I can attest to that because the last time I was at a get together, um, like pre-COVID, me and four of my friends who are, you know, similar to how I look, were all standing in the kitchen comparing breasts with each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> just one. <laughs> we took out one each ah. standing in a circle. So, so it's it- not quite... So How do you, you decide you have, which one? Yeah, do you have a favorite one then? Do you have like no, a show, I, like the show I tit, picked, and then the other ones just kind of back up? Or I picked the worst one for uh, just because of the nature of what we were doing. I was like, "Yo, yeah, beat this," you know. Okay, all right, gotcha. The one yeah, that's like that. lower and flatter. 
Oh, I, I, it'd be hard for me to tell, but yeah. It is hard for me to tell at this angle. I've been told, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Ah, I love it. Uh, okay, so if we were to give you the reins of this podcast and say it's Christmas season, what is a Christmas movie that shaped your childhood? Kara, what would you bring to the table? Home Alone. Okay. Nice. Solid, yeah, solid answer for, for yeah, for people yeah, for of sure. our people of our age i would say yeah um I don't, my six-year-old daughter has been watching home alone three non-stop and i'm like uh, seriously like the other ones are so good yeah she likes the first two but she asks to watch three like on repeat we've probably watched it like three or four times already so mandy i don't want to be dramatic but um you didn't raise her correctly yeah you need to, <laughs> you need to stop that immediately <laughs> it's so that's so true she is six or she's not even six she'll be six in a couple of weeks so we'll I'll give it to her it's but, not even you know. like you know how like in before when we were kids and like our parents we had a toy that we kept playing with and our parents would be like you have to stop playing so they would like take the batteries out of it and just tell us it died or whatever or they could just throw it away and it'd be gone forever you can't do that with movies that are like on a streaming service now because it's just there like they can see right. it as it passes by Cause like, I'm sure there were movies that I watched as a kid that my parents just threw away because they were tired of watching it, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's not a thing anymore. No, this is 100% true. As soon as she learned how to use the remote, <laughs> she was like, it, it, like she watches whatever all the time. And sometimes she'll choose stuff. Like she wanted, she watched Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's, I let her watch this movie think, cause I remembered like, this is okay. Like there's a good life lessons. Oh my God. Like it's so bad. And my husband came home. He's like, you let her watch. He's like, it's PG 13. She loved it. She loved the clothing. She loved everything. She loved like when they were being mean and when they got nice again, she's like, they're going to get nice though. Right. But yeah, they're talking about virgins and sex and they do that jingle bell rock dance. And my daughter thought it was like the best dance ever. Is is that a Christmas movie? Oh yeah. (laughs) Maybe. <laughs> maybe next Christmas we'll do maybe, no there, I mean, you there you go <laughs> well, Sorry, now, you're, to... now your mission is clear you have to be a cool mom not a regular mom I know yeah. right it, with the video camera and like yeah. do you guys need anything like condoms you know uh, you kids keep me young oh my god yeah well, exactly <laughs> you've already got the couch in the basement you just gotta poke down every once in a while and, and ask them if they need anything from yeah the... that's the crazy thing is this is gonna this room next door is gonna be her room uh, and it has an egress. It has an egress window. <laughs> so she's I'm out. just like, yeah, I'm setting her up to be just totally pregnant in high school. But what else? <laughs> totally um, pregnant so, in high school. <laughs> that's the easiest way to get on TV. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the trading, this all the Wall Street trading stuff. It like that was like all the fun facts. Oh like, yeah. There was a ton, tons of stuff, and I, it just is over my head. It's not interesting. I do not but, understand what any of that meant. Me either. It's just a bunch of screaming. Yeah, screaming and writing things down. Like, if you write something down, does that make it true? Like, how? I know. Couldn't you just write it down and make up shit? That yeah. I I think it's like a lot. Wall Street in the eighties was just like a lot of people taking somebody's word for something. Yeah. I know, right? Is the honor system with like the most untrustworthy assholes in the world? Totally. And even when like (laughs) Eddie Murphy had his his, you know come to Jesus moment for the rich white guys where he was explaining, you know, oh, you should hold now or sell at 64 yeah. or whatever. I hadn't, he was like explaining it and they acted like he was spouting gospel. What was he saying? Uh, he that made was... no sense to me. He was saying that people were going to sell their stocks well, here, because let's, let's, Christmas was coming up. Let's listen to like, it. Like, I get it, but what? I know, right? Okay. Pork belly prices have been dropping all morning. 
which means everybody's sitting in their office and they're waiting for them to hit rock bottom so they can buy cheap and go long. So people that own the pork belly contracts are going batshit. They're thinking, hey, we're losing all our damn money. And Christmas is around the corner. And I this is a lot of this movie, by the way. If you're, if you're if you're watching or listening to this, wondering if you should watch it, there's a lot of this stuff in the movie. They're sitting there and they're panicking. They're screaming, sell, sell. Because they don't want to lose all their money, right? They're out there panicking right now. I like how he doesn't say their wife's going to not want to fuck them. Fuck, yeah. He's right, Mortimer. My God, look at it. Yeah, anyhow, he saves them a bunch of money. Well, in 2010, they're part of the Wall Street Transparency and Accountability Act um, regulates markets, and uh, there's a rule against like using secret insider trading stuff. And they actually call it the Eddie Murphy rule. Okay, I was gonna <laughs> say because at the end of the movie of too, movie. they they get all that money because they were aware of what the price was going to do, and they should be in jail for that too. But the only ones that have the dirt on them are the Dukes. And I guess if they rat them out, then they're in trouble also, maybe. So that's yeah, the only because, reason. Because the Dukes, that was their intention was to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tattle okay, on okay. somebody because they got to your crime first. Right. That Okay, so that's a question. Let's say you have, let's say you own a bunch of stocks and you find I out. Do. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, good for you. I, no. I have a retirement. Okay, I have a retirement, but there's no, like, I it, it doesn't go up like it should. Um, <laughs> it's very little. Um, but... So like, let's say you have like $10,000 and you invest it and you find out like from some way of finding out that they're going to go up. Don't you, I mean, would, even if you knew it was illegal, would you do what you needed to do, what you needed to do to get rich? I mean, isn't that the whole point? (laughs) Are you asking us if we'd create, or if we would commit uh, like, yeah. Would you commit it? Would you commit Fraud. like insider trading? I totally would. Like, what are the chances that they're going to find out? <laughs> yeah. And I probably would like unknowingly because it seems like there have to be parameters, right? Like you can't, like what's a tip and what's insider trading? Right, right. right. Yeah. And I mean, we all downloaded music on Napster. So, I mean, if we're willing to do that, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like getting gas after like in a natural disaster somewhere. And you're like, I better fucking get gas right now. Cause the prices are going to go up or, or yeah. playstations right now. People just, Oh my buying, gosh. Yes. PS fives. Buy, buying a playstation and selling it for $1,200 on eBay. Yeah. I mean, no I, power just soon, had the, I, guess. I just had this conversation yesterday with Scott, my best friend, Scott. And he was like, why is this illegal for concert tickets? But not illegal for like goods, you know, regular goods. Yeah. Because these, know. like, if you look on Marketplace on Facebook, they're selling for like a thousand, thirteen hundred dollars, and it's all because these people were like first in line to grab them. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of shit. I mean, in a way, it's kind of <laughs> shitty. Yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, if you're gonna make money off it, I guess whatevs. Yeah. I mean, to me, like that kind of thing just seems like these people are they're they're working for it. You know, like they're the ones who are putting in the time, waiting to get it. And like, if you snooze, you lose. I guess. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but think for it's concert more of a tickets, it's different. Demand. Yeah, concert tickets is a little bit different because you can buy like in bulk. I mean, I guess you could do the same yeah. thing with a PlayStation. I don't sure. Know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, kind of a great. I, I know. Area. That's like. I, I All think right. it's not illegal for goods. Let's yeah, kick crazy. let's kick back into the movie here. Uh, do you have any, uh, Kara? Did you notice anyone that was like a standout performance? Anybody who was like, oh, they did really good in this, or I couldn't believe they were in it, or just you know whatever, something that was surprising to you? Well, I took notes as I was watching it because okay. I didn't want to forget any of my little thought processes. I do smoke um, <laughs> marijuana pretty much every day. Sure. Um, 
And I wrote in all caps, Jamie Lee Curtis? When she, <laughs> I was very, like, that's how I said it in my head. And then, and then directly below that, I wrote that her boobs are magnificent and should be canonized. Yes. Um, which we already discussed, so mm-hmm. I don't need to go back to that. But frankly, um, I think that Jamie Lee Curtis was like the star of the film for me because she was a strong sex worker who knew what she wanted and was just living her best life and doing what she needed to do uh, with no apologies. And I think right. that was really before its time. Yeah. And uh, like, again, I, I assume that they made all of the money that they made off of her stockpile of cash and the stuff that they got from Coleman, the money, mm-hmm. the, the life savings from Coleman. So I just don't understand how these two made out at all. Like they had no money to begin with. Then they traded their other, their friends money for them and then ended up being millionaires somehow. And I just don't, I don't get the way that this ended, but I guess we're not supposed to think about it too hard. Uh, also, uh, Mandy, did you happen to point out that this is our second Paul Gleason film, even within our Christmas spectacular? Oh. Yes, actually, there are so many people. Paul yeah. Gleason. It, this was our third one with him, but our second Christmas one. He's the he plays Clarence Beeks. He he was also the in security Die Hard. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was also in Die Hard and um, Breakfast Club. Uh, mm-hmm. Bill Cobbs, who plays the bartender, um, when he's when Eddie Murphy first like walks in after having the nice suit and stuff, he was Del Paxton in um, that thing you do. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. I know, right? Um, also, Kira, I know that you noticed this. The guard that they kept showing in the jail, James Eckhouse, who was the dad on 90210. Did you watch 90210? I did, but I didn't. Um, I was not. Okay, so full disclosure, I was watching it while I was working from home. Yep. <laughs> so some of the time I was just listening. Sure, sure. No, that that's totally fine. Well, I told my husband, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Jim Walsh. That's the guy from 90210. So that <laughs> totally like floored me. I also noticed um, the I'm picturing like Brenda and uh Brandon's dad, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I'm picturing, I can showed, see his face in my head. <laughs> they showed him multiple times and he's very young. Mr. Uh, Walsh. Giancar- yes. uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, is, was in uh, Breaking Bad. He was the guy yes. who owned the chicken restaurant who was like mm. the, the main drug mm-hmm. dealer kingpin guy that they ended up dealing yeah, with. Yeah, he was also in the second Maze Runner movie, um, yeah. Scorch Trials, if you like those. Also... But he just played a cellmate. <laughs> he was the cellmate in when uh, Eddie Murphy was Yeah, talking. when you see him, you're like, oh my gosh, I totally know that yep, dude. Yep, yep. And then, um, go ahead. Sorry. Is it Jean Carlo or is it Jean Carlo? Uh, it's G I A N C A R L O. Carlo. Jean Carlo. So G I A A. Yeah, that's Jean. Yeah. Jean Carlo. Also, it's fancy either way. So I mean, good, good for him. Robert Earl Jones is one of the like attendants, like one of the people that's waiting on everyone. That's James Earl Jones's dad. What? Yep. James Earl Jones doesn't have a dad. Right. I, I think, know. Seriously, wasn't he? Isn't he God? Like, didn't he? He wasn't like, born. Yeah, he was created. <laughs> he was created, and he's everyone else's dad. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then also to um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's sister, uh, Kelly Curtis plays one of the girls at the club when they're listening to those 
douchebags. Uh, I actually, that's so funny because I said, I titled it as, where's it at? Hold on. The quartet. Yeah, I said weird acapella douches is what I, is what I titled yeah. this as. <laughs> I called them the, oh go ahead. You can just talk over them. Talk I on. called them the whipping poops. Um, yeah. <laughs> just seemed like all of them have weird penises. <laughs> <laughs> like not small necessarily, but weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she plays Muffy. Muffy's gonna have to play with her own Muffy for a while because uh, <laughs> no way a single one of them is good at that. Sure. Yeah. Well, they spend too much time on harmonies, clearly. And I, I'm sad about it that I cut it right there and I didn't get her, uh, the, the girl that was like, and then she fell on the ball. The ball. I, I was like yeah. so sad that I clipped it before that. But yeah, one of the worst um, lines also, ever said in a movie, by the way. Also, we have um, like a crap ton of cameos. Ah. Um, Jim Belushi. Yeah. Um, and then Philip Bosco. Oh, did, ahead, sorry. Did Beaks die? Like he just got raped by a gorilla until he died right i mean there's otherwise he's also part of this unfulfilled plot line that we don't know what happens to him because he's also a bad person he was part of the uh insider trading stuff and was clearly getting paid like under the table by the dukes and we don't know what happened to him well i think he went on to start the aids epidemic that we we talked about (laughs) for sure it's yeah we found ground zero. We got Asian, uh, Agent One. I don't know what you... Right. <laughs> first guy. That's what people say, right? It started from a monkey or I something? Think, yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it always good. starts from something It weird. always starts with something. It was probably manufactured in a lab. Let's get all conspiracy theory on this. <laughs> For sure. Now, I just, um, speaking of cameos, I did notice um, uh, former, or, you know, fall from grace, Senator Franken. Senator, yeah. Yes. And he actually still gets royalties from this movie. It came out when he had his, like, all of his finances audited during his investigation um, that he gets royalties from this movie. That's really crazy. Well, I just um, paid $3 to watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's, yeah, he, he was a baggage handler, and actually, him and the other baggage handler guy were supposed to be played by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, the um, McKenzie brothers, you know? Yeah, not, yeah, not Dave. Not, not of Wendy's Wendy. fame. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not that Dave, the other mm. Dave. Um, which I think that would have been fun, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I like Al Franken, so that worked. Um, also, we had um, uh, Philip Bosco played the doctor. I'm trying to remember what else we had. Philip Bosco in. was in Money Pit. Thank you. Yeah, yes. he, was, he was one of the brothers who were the contractors in the Money Pit. Yes, thank you. Um, Bo Diddley was the pawnbroker, which I thought was, yeah, I was oh. like, how do I know this guy? Um, and then Bo, John, what is his name? Bo Diddley. Oh yeah, that's what I call my vibrator. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bo Diddle me, Bo yeah. Diddley. <laughs> um, and then uh, John Landis, the uh, director, he was also a man with a briefcase. Um, and then the cop that um, tells him to, to take, tells Dan Aykroyd to take off his clothes when he first gets to jail, and he's like, I will not. He, that's Marla Hooch's dad from A League of Their Own. Yes, oh, it is. Look at that. <laughs> I knew I knew him from somewhere. That's fun. I don't even have 
Marla's name. I just have Marla Hooch's dad in yeah. my notes because that's I, all that matters. Nobody knows what his name is. Right. right. <laughs> all right. Uh, um, let's, oh, sorry. Absolutely Can I add go one ahead. thing? Absolutely okay. go ahead. <laughs> it's so much harder when we're on Zoom because I yeah. feel like it cuts off whoever's speaking. Yeah. Um, so you asked me earlier who was my standout, and I said mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis, but I do have a close second, uh, and that is Dan Aykroyd, but only in one this when he's getting out of hold on one second we're losing you he's just did you lose me yeah are you hearing all of this mandy because i didn't hear yeah it was just a little garbly but i feel like you're back now yeah okay do you want me to just start over yes yeah you said dan Aykroyd when he was getting out of jail i got yeah dan so dan Aykroyd when he was getting out of jail he had a black eye his hair was must um he had a five o'clock shadow he was wearing like a weird fur coat he looked hot like is that my type do i have like a type <laughs> is that my type that's what I, want I, I want you post jail and filthy yes daddy <laughs> that is amazing i love it no he and he is very good looking in this movie for sure i feel like not when he's I, douchey in the beginning yeah Only i didn't when think he's so like, yeah, yeah. Right, like right. rub a little dirt on it uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so awesome all right well i uh before we get to the end of this section, we do have an activity that we do with all of our guests and it goes uh, along with a theme song. And that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for us to play chop this synopsis. And with that, what we need from you, Kara, is we need you to take this movie trading places and condense it down to 10 words or less. So it's a you'll have of, the break to do it. Yeah, it's a little bit of homework, but you'll do it during the break. So we want basically some way to describe this film, whether it's to click on it before you buy it or on the back of the DVD. We want to entice people to watch this film. And that is your job to do in 10 words or less. And we will get that from you after the break. We will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental podcast. So can you keep them quiet? during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental podcast. I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. It's Rachel with Reina Holistic Nutrition. Are you looking for a healthier weight, clear skin, improved blood sugar, or cholesterol levels? At Reina, we strive for nutritional solutions for all these issues, as well as reducing symptoms from chronic illness and more. Check us out on Facebook or email me at reinaholisticnutrition at gmail.com. That's Reina, R-A-Y-N-A, holisticnutrition at gmail.com. Ask about our monthly promotions in the Whole Foods plant-based lifestyle. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. And we're back. All right, it is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Kara, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of Trading Places. 
Um, can, I wrote two. Perfect. I couldn't decide. Okay. Right, we'll take them all. Number one, a prequel to that one episode of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might get some people to click on it just to see. I'm, I mean, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be curious. <laughs> um, and then number two. Or uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs save Wall Street from Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> That is amazing. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd take that one for sure. Uh, you feel like Mr. Monopoly is probably involved in some insider trading, right? Like 100%. That's, he got his whole empire set up just from that. And he's yeah. got to get out of jail thing too that these guys got going on for him. I feel like this movie's a, it's like an allegory for the, mm-hmm. the game. That's just what it is. A get out of jail thing. Do you mean being white? <laughs> for sure. Right, exactly. I- <laughs> well, you, I think you do have to have some money. I don't know. I don't know. If yeah. That's always that's the case, true. but. I mean, it, it can't hurt, you know. Um, so we were talking about uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd outside of the jail when he comes out. And I don't have mm-hmm. a clip necessarily of him when he comes out, but I do have the clip where we meet Penelope and Ophelia meet together out in front of uh-huh. the jailhouse. So I'm going to play that real quick here. Lewis. Everywhere for you, baby. Listen, Lewis, I'm hurting, baby. I just need a shot. Lewis. <laughs> so awesome. Person. I've never seen this woman before in my life. A likely Don't story. <laughs> Come on, baby. I mean, he can't just have been the only bag. person in that club to have been caught with, like, cocaine and PCP. I mean, that's... Oh, uh, yeah. Disgusting. Creep. I thought Penelope did a decent job. I was just going to say, she's probably my standout like character. Yeah. Standout in that you wanted to punch her right in the face? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, well, for one thing, I thought she was incredibly beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I had a hard time, like, getting past how pretty I felt like she was. Um, and I thought she did a great job of, like, acting like a total asshole. But honestly, like with all of that going on and she's coming from a rich family and it, it was pretty convincing that he was a drug dealer. I mean, yeah. as far as, like Jamie Lee Curtis doing that and who the fuck would do that to someone as a joke? Like, right. Who does that? <laughs> and then, well, and then, so I, maybe she feels responsible for his, you know, his downturn in life because yeah, she, she had a small hand in it. I yeah. guess. But I don't know. She got paid a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, she they gave I her hundred dollars. That's like a month's pay in nineteen eighties money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and she's probably taking way worse. You know, like yeah, it. yeah, like dick wise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Ophelia, let's get into her story here a little bit. Ophelia. I, Ophelia. I do love how like you realize how that that's she is. Yeah. Girlfriend. He went crazy. She killed her. She's like, I know, I know. I've this heard. Is not this. Shakespeare, really. Look, I'm 24 years old. I'm from a small, miserable little mining town you probably never heard of. The only thing I got going for me in this whole big, wide world is this body, this face, and what I got up here. Boy, does she. Yeah. I mean, if I had a nickel, you know, I mean, that's pretty much Honestly, what, that's my, what I uh, say yeah. every day. <laughs> yep. I feel like that's almost how Jamie Lee Curtis actually feels in her life. Like, while she was saying that, I was like, do you think that this is what she thinks? Because she's very, she was very quiet. Like, her, you know, her parents were famous. 
and um when we did halloween and we've done true lies we've done my girl like Which she's just a Ackroyd and uh, jamie lee curtis met up right? again for my girl look at that she's just a very quiet person who had like super famous parents she never thought she was really all that pretty and then all of a sudden all she had like was her body and like she does talk about that you yeah. know so Maybe she ad-libbed that line and they just kept it. Sure. Maybe. I, I like it. That's, I feel the same. Like, that's what I say to myself in the mirror every morning, but I just use a different tone. <laughs> like, all I have going for me is this body, <laughs> this face, and whatever I've got up here. Right. <laughs> and then the wig comes off and it's, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Oh, so much better without the wig. Right. Yeah. And I also thought that was really funny too. Cause when she's later on, when she's playing her little Swedish mm-hmm. lederhosen girl, she's wearing that pigtail wig and you can clearly see all of her short, like dark hair, like coming out around this wig. And I'm like, why are you pretending like everyone else on the a, train? It's called a Merkin, not a wig. Ah, there you Just go. Yeah, yeah. You can see all the hair coming out around the edges. Yeah. yeah. Around um, the Merkin. Yeah. Why, why not just be in costume? along with the rest of everyone else on this train, right? Because clearly it was like a rolling costume party. Oh, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't have to put on. To yeah. Be, yeah. Why put on the accents? Why pretend to be from a different country? I just, I didn't get it. But Yeah, totally. Uh, and since we're there, are you guys ready for, uh, which one do you want? Beef jerky time or uh, Winthorpe in blackface? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, beef jerky time. Okay. So. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Yeah, right. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. You mess with the bull, young man. <laughs> Get the horns. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English with stints. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. <laughs> really, really forced. <laughs> and then this just for too long. Just why? Yeah, but it's so great. <laughs> I feel like this is literally like... This is coming to America. This is um, Golden Child. Yep. Beef jerky time. I love beef jerky time, though. It's like <laughs> one of the most quotable parts of this movie. But, it's like, just... why? Why the beef jerky? Like, it's so <laughs> random, but it seems it's like it becomes such a big part of that scene. <laughs> it appears more than twice. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just trying to, sell, uh, trying to share his beef jerky. He uh, just really likes it. And then we got to do it. Uh, we got to go right, right. into uh, Winthorpe uh, as a Jamaican exchange student or whatever he tries to be here. I certainly hope there's enough space on the train for me. I would rather listen to him talk like this, though, than his rich guy accent. And he African Education Conference, right? Yes, Simon. I was director of cultural events at the Haile Selassie Pavilion. I remember the pavilion. We had big fun there. All right. And nobody, I do have to say, so go ahead and say. If we nobody, had to watch on set, nobody on set was like, yo, Jamaica <laughs> is not in Africa. <laughs> right. And I also, too, found... Dan Aykroyd in blackface really hot like I'm like this is so weird I don't know if it was the dreads I don't know I just I was like he's like this is pretty good looking maybe you guys just enjoy him at different stages of dirty and he just (laughs) just really really dirty 
Mandy, you know what they say. Once you date a man with no legs, you never go back. That's true. He, he I'm on my knees it. for life, he says. <laughs> uh, there were so oh, many, shit. there were so many like Eddie Murphy centric parts of this movie that I was going to pull the clips for. But then I started hitting like the upper twenties of clips and I was like, I got to calm down and, and back off of this. So. Well, and do you, I still have a problem because I still hear donkey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here's my problem. I can't watch Eddie Murphy because he looks like my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Like my dad, my sister and I say this all the time. Like our dad looks like Eddie Murphy or the other way around. They might be the same age. I don't know. Yeah. Like obviously my dad is a white man. (laughs) Well, he's a Native American white man. Okay. But like. They look the same. Like, it's so weird. There's, like, an <laughs> essence that they have both have, but he has always reminded me of my dad, so I, well, I can't... I was going to say, is it 80s Eddie Murphy or, like, today Eddie Murphy? <laughs> just or did it general, go together? Generally speaking, yeah. They, they have been aging in tandem. Nice. <laughs> so, well, Eddie Murphy has, like, 25 kids, and you were born in 84. There is a chance that you could be Eddie Murphy's child. Yeah, maybe I it is am, I am ethnically ambiguous. Sure. Although... My skin is translucent. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I mean, like, my, I have the same exact face as my dad, so I guess you could say that I also look like Eddie Murphy. No, I don't know. <laughs> if I let my mustache come in. Sure. Uh, <laughs> speaking of ethnically ambiguous, let's go ahead and get some of the uh, clips from when he was in jail. Uh, yes. Doing uh, his court of blood technique here, which was yes. great. Yes. Uh, I'm a chain belt kung fu. Bruce Lee was chain belt. This is basically the same bit. This is the same bit as the beef jerky time bit. And you'd think it'd be over by now, but it's just not. I love when he's talking and the two guys like are looking at him, or three guys, that like he's just like... <laughs> Still going. Quarter blood would drop out of person's body. Right there. <laughs> Love it. It ain't cool being no jive turkey. Mm-mm. So close to Thanksgiving. I Love it. Uh, that should be on a shirt. I just I feel like if that if oh, they yeah. had put that on the cover of this movie, it would have sold more copies. Can that be a, my next shirt? Like, <laughs> can you can Lindsay make that shirt for me? Uh, yeah, she sure can. Yeah. That'll... If you're a jive turkey that close to Thanksgiving, you're gonna get roasted for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's all kinds of trouble. Um. So do we want to, do you have any more fun facts that we haven't uh, hit um, on yet? Only, no, only the, um, they also, Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd were also in Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, so this, yeah. they've been in three movies together, which is kind of fun. Look at that. All right. Uh, so you want to jump into some games and such? Yeah. All right. I know you have a, do you still have a ton of clips? I have a few, but they're all like, uh, they're like exposition clips, like explaining okay. what insider trading is and just crap. Oh, yeah. Like it's just not interesting i would say the only ones that i really have uh that are worth playing is i mean they're just the most offensive clips and i don't yes. know yes i don't know Face that we need to fe- lean into the offensive. i clips. want people to hear that that aren't going to re-watch the movie i want I them guess. to hear this if we have like, to hear it i want them to be like oh yeah that happened somebody right. is going to take this out of context and i literally am going to get canceled <laughs> <laughs> well just so uh just don't say anything during the clips that are, <laughs> then they can't, they can't associate you with the clip. We do not support the things that were said in movies from the eighties, but you don't forget that this is the way that it was and things are different now. Like this is, wow. it's okay. Jacuzzis, huh? 
You see, man, I knew y'all was faggots, man. You need jacuzzi Woo. nobody. Yeah, uh-huh. coming in hot. Bath, sir. The F word. Enjoy it. He says it in the cab, too. Yep. Yep, there it is. Hey, yep. man. <laughs> Say, man, when I was growing up, we want jacuzzi. We had to fart in the tub. This is bad. <laughs> there it is. The Eddie Murphy laugh. Yeah. We gotta have that in the movie <laughs> as many times as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we get uh, we get the more tame but still real awkward uh, Negro in the movie. And I then we can't get, even. Yeah, I can't. You I said it all loud not, just now. Yeah, I know. I was pretty upset about saying it myself. And then we get the hard R later on, and I'm just like, this is yeah, no yeah. Good. Don't play the hard R one. No, no. Wait. I yeah. Yeah, right. And I <laughs> and I do have the clip where they say it, but I bleeped it out and I'm just not yeah. even gonna play it at Good. this point. So we know what it sounds like. Yeah, not cool. Not cool. Um but again, I do think that this movie was trying desperately to balance between uh showing how terrible these people were. Yes. Versus how, you know, anybody can be anything if you just give them the opportunity well, to, to do something. That- and you can't deny, obviously, you know, 70,000 people or 70 million people voted for Trump. So we know that, that this is an ongoing thing. We are not supporting that this is an ongoing thing. But, I mean, it's what we were raised on. And yeah. if you are a, still a fucking moron, this is what... I mean, and yeah, and this is just because you watched this as a kid doesn't mean you have to end up this way. Clearly, we didn't. You know what I mean? Like, this. no, exactly. And we were raised on TV, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I toward the end, like at, at first I was shocked, but then toward the end I started to kind of realize I think they were just doing like exactly what it's always sunny in Philadelphia does now. You know, like it's so offensive, but the point <laughs> is that it's offensive to yeah. show you that that's ridiculous. I like, so. if, I think if it's always sunny, you could get away with a hard R, they would probably throw one out, but you can't, sure. delete, you can't put that on. So, I mean, at the first half of the movie, when I didn't realize that it was going to end up like being, you know, a fable, basically, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, excuse me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I re- realized it's like tongue in cheek, but just like it was a different cheek. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. Uh, this movie didn't need to be nearly as long as it was, too. I had a couple it did of, not, yeah. It had a couple of natural spots where I was like, okay, this is going to be the end. Like, we're going to get right here, we're going to resolve this issue, and it'll be the end, and then it just kept on trucking. But Well, they couldn't end it without that iconic scene on the beach where you see everything's yeah. worked out. I mean, whoever did wardrobe, ugh, spot and on. I, 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 love I, a beach, I love a beach sweater. <laughs> I, <laughs> love that coleman finally isn't a servant at the end oh yeah hell yeah and you know he's gonna be like the worst boss ever like yeah. he's just gonna take revenge it's like when you're a senior and you're like i got picked on when i was a freshman and then you just do it to the next class also <laughs> wouldn't i mean wouldn't you get rid of coleman like coleman was implicit in this whole thing too like he didn't let him in the door he yeah pretended like he didn't know him i realized that was coleman's job but at some point you know, I was just following orders is not a good excuse. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd had a little it more did. trouble with, uh, with Coleman, I think. It didn't work for the Nazis. It right. wouldn't work for Coleman. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, though, like Dan Aykroyd learned a lesson, though, right? Like yeah. he learned that he was because he was an asshole to Coleman. Yep. And, well, and he, be, he becomes happy in that little dumpy apartment with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's going to make him a quiet Christmas but dinner. But again, I feel like that's a large part of being happy in that little apartment is the fact that you have Jamie Lee Curtis there. <laughs> I mean, 
her breasts acted like yeah. horse blinders. Yeah, for sure. He had no idea what that apartment looked like. <laughs> Never once did he break the gaze. <laughs> and I, it almost makes me want to have uh, to get sick and and have a fever just to have Jamie Lee Curtis shirtless just sit behind me on the bed. Like, just just press him up against yeah, your just, back. I mean, just uh, live in the dream. I what I will say was unsettling though, like. Yes, the hard R, yes, the F word. But like mostly for me, it was seeing Dan Aykroyd in his underwear looking like thin and young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. he was born middle-aged. Right. Just sort of round shaped and, and Yeah, it was really off-putting. And, and now he's like insane. Like he's like uh like aliens and just conspiracy ghosts. theories, ghosts. Is he not everything. dead? He's alive. I believe he's. Oh yeah, kicking, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to how old he is here in a little bit. But yikes! Yikes! <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he's kind of a wackaloon now. But back then, nobody knew. You know, I think it was Ghostbusters that started to sort of tip him in the wrong direction. Well, he started that, yeah. so that was kind of his. He was there before that for sure. sure. All right, uh, you want to move on to another game? Yeah, let's play uh, box, box office. office. Sure. Or right. blockbuster, depending <laughs> on if I say the shit right. Yeah, the wrong thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, here is the theme song for that one. Box office theme song. <laughs> Short and sweet box office theme song. That's what we get. And uh, Mandy, take it away. All right, Kara, how much do you think it cost to make this movie back in 1983? What was the budget? Hmm. I have no frame of reference for that. <laughs> uh, I wish we could remember how much it cost to make uh, Little Monsters. I know. Um, <laughs> most of those were sock puppets. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I'm going to say $10 million. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That doesn't seem terrible. Uh, I'll go $15 million. $15 million exactly. And Matt never gets No way. Matt. Yeah. Look at that. I mean, not, I think he gets them, but he doesn't get them usually. Like, I think... You know, he doesn't listen, win both no. showcases. <laughs> listen, that was cheating. I demand a recount. I won. Um, <laughs> you're corrupt. Um, she declared she won, so she wins. I yeah. said it out loud. I'm going to tweet it in all caps. And then like, <laughs> take it to the uh, podcast courts, uh, yes. though. To, oh, to decide. Get, let me get Giuliani on the horn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, by the way, if, <laughs> if anybody's listening, that um, if you ha- if you get a discounted advent calendar. If you start opening those days um, after Christmas, it will lead you up to Inauguration Day. So oh. I just wanted to... Look at that. to really? Yes. That's so, fun. So if you start, I know. If you start the day after Christmas with your advent calendar, you can end it on Inauguration Day. That's great. Yes. So yeah. I think that's super fun. Yeah. Look at that. All right. Now, getting back to our podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I was going to also say, I think part of this yeah. movie was also sock puppets as well. Weren't the two old guys like Stadler and Waldorf from the, yeah, from the, Muppets. <laughs> the Muppets anyway? Yeah. 100%. If they were sitting in a theater balcony, I would have peed my pants. <laughs> um, all, right. all right. So, Kara, how much do you think this movie has made worldwide gross? Well, including my three dollars and um, nine. Yep. So we got <laughs> yeah, we got nine bucks between us. Yeah. Well, at least nine dollars then. Oh, did you love how you had the option of getting it in HD? Yeah. I, and you know what my dumbass did? I didn't even think about it. I just clicked HD. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I want the best. Okay. 
I will not settle for anything less than that. I have to have my racism and like fully in my face. Yeah, you need, the, want, you need the darker black face. As, as, as I want to as... see that black face. <laughs> yeah. Um, whoa, God, I don't know, man. Let's say 50 million. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're I doing good. Like, I you're, don't, you're yeah, that's yeah. totally within the realm of possibility for sure. I don't think this movie was like a blockbuster deal for them, but I mean, I know it was an Eddie Murphy movie and he's pretty huge. So, but it was pretty I, early on in Eddie Murphy's career, right? Yeah. I mean, he was still doing like SNL stuff and, and stand up okay. and things. So, I would say this movie made somewhere in the 30 ish million range. Okay. This was this was the second film Eddie Murphy did after Forty Eight Hours. Okay. It made ninety point four million. Wow. Wow. Huge. Wow. Look at yeah. Me. My dad is the... so talented. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Huge movie. Like that. No, under normal circumstances, if this movie allowed for a sequel, it would have probably made a sequel, uh, making that kind of cash. But I just don't know where they would go from here, unless you just follow the life of Statler and Waldorf. Uh, yeah, in jail there was, or something. I think there was a sequel, but it was the Olsen twins. It was a reboot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It was a Freaky Friday, I think. It was, it's, right. Yeah, it was a low, it was a low hand spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> it's trading. It was trading spaces on HGTV. Oh my gosh. I am so embarrassed because I have <laughs> caught myself like a million times just saying trading trading spaces and, and then I'm like I'm like oh trading spaces guess how many times I have called this trading spaces sorry guys yeah. I mean it's still work like it's the same yeah. if that's what it was called it would still make sense did you and, guys watch that show no I am not a like a mom <laughs> Well, this was back in the day. Like they had like that kooky chick that would go into other people's houses and put. Yeah, in- oh, I know what it is. I was just being a dick. Oh. <laughs> so is it is that the one where they they change houses? Like one of the they spouses? would they would like no they would get to decorate their neighbor like a room oh. in their neighbor's house right? Okay. Yes. yes. And yeah. then the neighbor always hated it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. depending on who the designer was, there was this one chick that always like went. Like, I remember one specifically where she, like, glued, like, this, like, hay. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Walls. And they had, like, a toddler. And they are like, what the fuck? Like, my kid's going to pull this off and eat it. It was just horrible. I that is know. not sustainable. They always did stuff. Like, they did, like, really off-the-wall stuff. And they knew nothing about the taste of the people that they were decorating for. Right. We've been best friends for years. We yeah. play euchre every was, Saturday. And then... I was going to say, wasn't the premise that like they know each other really well and they were supposed to be good at this? And then, yeah. And then I was like, getting you... confused with wife swap or something, right? Like, isn't that like, the one where they, they trade families instead of houses or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, know, you know what Jerry would love? Known him for 16 years. He would love it if we turned his family room into a barn. Yes. <laughs> a working, active barn. Is there, yeah. can, we get, can we get used hay? Can we get... Can, yeah. We need hay from an active... Well, I, well, I want to ask them, let's get a diffuser in here quick, but I want it to be a manure diffuser. <laughs> yeah. And I know that, you know, even though their son has horrible asthma and major breathing issues, I think this is going to be good. I think mm. this is going to work out great. Yeah. Does the yeah. hay have mites? Because even that... <laughs> right. And then like, oh, we got the bunk beds in the kids' bedroom. And they're like, do you, don't you remember he's in a wheelchair? Like, this, none of it... <laughs> None of this makes any oh, sense. Shit. <laughs> well, we got him a hay escalator. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's up in the loft. It's yeah. just gonna throw him into his bed like a bale of hay. I bet you not a lot of people know what a hay escalator is. That just <laughs> I spent some time on a dairy farm when I was a kid. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. All right. So 
we have another game. Oh, yeah. I got us another theme song. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Jesus. What are we up to? What are we doing now? Do ages. we want to do? Ah, ages. That's the one. Mm. Where is the theme song for that? Oh, no. Well, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I, can, I, I to, can sing it for you if you want. Let's just, we're going to go straight acapella, I guess. I don't know. Are you ready? Let's play Gassy H. Yeah, that's it. All right. Okay. You're welcome. Sorry, Brandon Alberta, we didn't use yours. All right. So, Kara, how old do you think Dan Aykroyd was when he was in this movie? 26. Okay, Matt? Uh, I think they said, I think Jamie Lee Curtis was supposed to be 24. So, I'm going to say he's probably in his upper 20, maybe 30. I'll say 30. He was 31. Okay. Ah. Well, he oh, was. No, he looked. Yeah, he looks great. How old, Kara? Do you think Jamie Lee Curtis was? Twenty-one. Matt. Um. God, I wish I could remember how old she was in Halloween. Uh, I think she was like sixteen or seventeen or some shit. I don't know. Uh, let's do twenty-five. She was twenty-six. Okay. I was operating under the assumption that she and my mother are the same age. Um, they are not apparently. Ah, all right. All right. <laughs> Um, how old? So she still got some time before that Activia comes in to, right. to play. My mom does, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Kara, how old do you think Eddie Murphy was when he was in this movie? Uh, I'm going to use the same logic and just assume that he's the exact age of my dad, and I'm going to say 21. <laughs> okay, Matt. Um, by that logic, he would be. I don't even want to do the math. Let's say uh, he was tw- 30, 30. He was 30. He was 22. No ah! way. There I know. Depending on the month, he might be the same age as my dad. <laughs> Look at that. that. Is so fucking crazy to me that like, he was so successful so early. But I think he was on SNL when he was like 19. Yeah, he was like the Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except more. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> more fun, yeah. Yeah. Um. So Ra- this was Ralph Bellamy's like you, 95th movie. Did you Ralph guys Bell- see? Uh, yeah, did you guys see that Stu uh, SNL skit they just did with uh, uh, yeah Pete Davidson? I thought that was pretty spot on. That was pretty fun. That if you're good. looking for some more holiday treats, go find that on the YouTubes and watch it there. Sorry, YouTube's. that was my oh, plug okay. for things that don't matter. So Randolph Duke is played by Ralph Bellamy. Um, how old, not Mortimer Duke, there's Mortimer and then there's Randolph. And Mortimer so, was in, uh, Batteries Not Included, right? Was he correct. the old guy from that movie? Yeah. I love yes. that movie. I love that movie we too. Should, we should do that movie this. We 100% should. I watched it in the theater. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> you mean 2021? Yeah. Like, I mean this, okay. this new year of podcasts. <laughs> yes. The new year of everything. Sure. <laughs> <clears throat> so how old do you think that the older Duke brother was? Uh, 347. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, no. In rich white guy years, I don't know, like 45. I feel like old rich white guys just like look terrible and worse. Than <laughs> so true. Yep. It's, uh, I'm going to say he was 70. He was 79. What? 79. That's death. This was his 98th movie. Wow. Did. did he make it past this one? Did he do any more? I want, did he make died, it to 100 movies? Uh, no, I think he died in 
he died in 91. I don't know if he did any. I think this was his last movie. Okay. Somebody um, killed him. His time was up. Sure. Yeah. Right. All right. And then last one. So the, um, the heart attack he had at the end of the movie was real. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, uh, Don Amechi, I think, is Amesh? Amechi. Amechi? Yeah, Don Amechi. so bad at name. Don, I, I, yeah. How old do you think Don Amechi was? He played Mortimer. Who the same. I, in I'm my the opinion, same. They're, they look the same. I, sure. I cannot even differentiate between the two. <laughs> in my opinion, he was the more evil of the two brothers. Definitely. Like, I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the other guy was a, was not a great guy either. I mean, they were yeah, but of, he was out loud with his racism. Right? Yeah, it's true. The other guy was just like, mm, huh. yeah, yeah. The other guy was very much yeah, puppet me, master. What he said, me too. Yeah, yeah, right. Hashtag me too. No, okay. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, oh, am I supposed to guess how old this guy was? Uh, yeah, I, go ahead. Uh, Seventy. <laughs> Seventy-five. Okay, so not too far off. They were, so he was the ingenue. Yeah. <laughs> God, he had to have been in a ton of movies too. I would think that guy's been. Oh my him. gosh! Yes, he and like if you look, like the two of he like had, he was just getting into talkies when he had forty nine <laughs> movie. No, he had fifty movies. Yes, he had fifty <laughs> movies, and then um, Ralph Bellamy had ninety eight movies. This was the second movie for Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy slapped them both on the back, and he's like, "Hey." The three of us combined may have made 150 movies. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love that logic. Very good, yeah. I keep trying to like picture what those two guys look like. And whenever I close my eyes, I just see like two crinkled up pieces of like printer paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that's what it was. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the next game. And that one has a theme song as well. And the theme song for that one is, oh, here's, Let's play guess the age. <laughs> that was the other one. <laughs> and I don't have the... Okay, we're going to play a game called What's That Sound? And that game is where I take uh, sound from the movie, I play it for you out loud, and then you tell me what's happening on screen while that sound is playing. Kara, it's going to go to you first. If you don't get it, it goes to Mandy. And then if neither of you get it, it goes to the audience, and they can email us or message us and tell us what we missed. And the first sound is going to go like this mm. if you need it again let me know no i know what it is but i feel like i'm ruining all the fun if i get it right <laughs> that's when dan Aykroyd is drunk in the santa suit and the dog is peeing on his feet that is correct <laughs> yes very much so very why correct. was i so like was that my favorite part of the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah you needed drunk, I really drunk like dirty did that to memory. Yeah, yeah. You need a drunk, dirty Aykroyd as much as possible in this movie. That's the only way you can get through it. Uh, okay, and... I think that's my fetish. <laughs> here is the next one. This is... Uh, here we go. Oh. <gasps> I can play it again if you need it. Um, I'm going to say that is uh, the exact moment the guy in the gorilla suit contracted AIDS. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty close, probably. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, Mandy, do you want to be more specific or do you? Can, do you, can you play it again? Yeah. Oh. 
is it it is i feel like it is on the train is it when they they hit uh mr beaks or bleaks or whatever and he i don't i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna keep talking because i i'm not 100 percent sure sure i mean it's close enough to what you both said basically it's it's when uh the gorilla no, not- there was like no middle ground to what we both said <laughs> it's when the monkey uh the monkey knocked out beaks at the yes when they're, yeah, oh, when, they're, okay. when they're on the platform and he like punches him in the head or whatever so all right we're gonna count that as you got that one between the two of you <laughs> Nice job. And then now we're on to the third sound and last one, the final sound, and it goes like this. (laughs) I'll play it again. I mean, that's definitely... Dan Aykroyd as drunk Santa reacting to something. I just can't yeah. remember what was said to him, but that's his response to something. Yeah, I mean, sure. Do you know where that was in the movie, Mandy? I, I don't really remember either. <laughs> uh, I know that it's, uh, it is Eddie Murphy yelling down a long hallway when he sees mm. uh, Dan Aykroyd crossing down yes. at the end of a long hallway. And he said, like, he yells Winthorpe to him. And all yeah. he does is turn and look and just go, and then keep walking. Which <laughs> I struck me as very funny at the time when I saw it. And I was like, this is, this is worth uh, pulling. But, I mean, and, it was really, like, that's exactly what I would have done in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what words could you possibly, his life is ruined. Everything right. he knows. When you've already been living the sweet life, you know, like, and you then get kicked down to poverty. You're not going to have words. You're going to have... <laughs> not only that, but his entire Santa suit is stuffed with food. Yes. Which, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be drunk on a tra- on like a bus and have just an endless pocket full of biscuits. Like prime rib. Whatever that, yeah, whatever that meat fish thing he put in oh. his chest yeah. was. <laughs> what was that? I think it was like, like French, I think it's like a long thing of French bread because I, I oh. kind of rewound it. And I think that was meaty. That was that. It episode. looked like, a, like some sort of a meat. Yeah. And whatever it was, was really letting the uh, Santa beard hair cling to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my God. And the Santa hair was so fucking dirty. Yeah. Like he, like, <laughs> It was if, so it was, if it was a loaf of French bread, it was like damp. Yes. <laughs> so presumably he <laughs> sold that watch, that six thousand dollar watch, for fifty bucks, and then instead of getting the fifty bucks, he got like a Bo shitty Diddley. old. That was Bo Diddley who oh, he sold it to. He got a shitty old Santa suit and a gun, right, for for fifty bucks. Yeah. Like man, what a time to be alive, you know? What a steal. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So this is. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't know if anybody else has anything else they want to say about this other than uh, would you watch this movie again? That's kind of our metric as to whether it was good or not. But I would watch it again because I I would watch it again so that I didn't feel like I was doing homework while I was watching it, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. just and maybe not while I'm, like, working. That way sure. I can just watch it. Yeah. I would love to watch it with somebody else so I can watch their face when all those hard R's are dropped. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely one to, yeah, I don't think I would have a reason to watch this again unless it was to show it to somebody else for mm-hmm. some reason. But. Like, if you don't look horrified, then we can't be friends. Right, right. And Mandy, what about you? Would you watch this movie again? I mean, I would. I would not watch it. It's not like, yeah. a, a, like a big negative for me, but it would have to be like circumstantial. Like, if I was somewhere where it was like on, I would sure. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah not gonna and turn I would it over. enjoy it. 
I thought it was, I, I did think it was entertaining. I liked it. I like, there were lots of parts of it that I really enjoyed. Um, and you know, we just have to accept that this is, I mean, we, this isn't the first movie that we've had from the eighties that was full of horrible things. This is probably the most surprised though, that I've been from a movie. Like I just forgot all of this stuff happened in this movie and it very much was shocking to the system to see it in this, Mm -hmm. in, in 2020 eyes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised. I will likely pull up part of the movie tonight just to show my sister Jamie Lee Curtis's rock and bod. There you go. That's yeah, that's worth well, it just for for that. My daughter was watching um, Snow White and like where the, the Prince Charming just comes along and doesn't know who she is and he like leans down to kiss her and I'm like, <laughs> um, okay, so if you're asleep and someone tries to kiss you, like I want to tell my daughter like, just so you know, this this is like there's no consent here. Yeah, <laughs> you know not cool. Yeah. Like, if it's just like a different thing. It's just a different time. And like, yeah. feel free to throw a knee toward their genitals. <laughs> but I mean, he was a white guy with a lot of money, and he just yeah, didn't have any sure. consequences, you know. But uh, she she calls the our, genitals the the hiney. I kicked I accidentally kicked Daddy in the hiney. She's oh so. nice nice. All right. All well, right, uh, sorry. yeah, I think that raises right. some questions for me about your husband's genitals. <laughs> But we don't have a lot of time left. So. Do not. Yeah, we got to get to plugs. So uh, go ahead with the plugs section. What do you want people to look at, point them toward? Where do they want to go? I want people to buy my book. I wrote yeah. a book, and I want people to buy it. Tell them it about is, it. It is called I'm Fangirling, Snarky Stories and Boy Band Memories. It's an inside look at a pretty niche fandom, um, the New Kids on the Block fandom. And it's a diary of three consecutive uh, New Kids on the Block cruises that I went on. So through my eyes, it's... It's funny. It's um, embarrassing. It's uh, you. You won't be able to see inside this fandom in any other way. Um, you can find that. Uh, well, I hope maybe we'll post a link. Yeah, yeah maybe. For sure. Okay, great. So you can find it there. Um, and then follow me on all social medias. My name is Kara K A I R A, and that's how you can find me. Awesome. All right. Uh, Mandy, yeah. do you have anything you want people to look at or anything in these last nope. few seconds? No. Stay safe. Wear a mask. All right. Uh, for us, you can find us, uh, you can send us emails for anything we missed or anything we talked about or any problems you've got with what we've said at another episode podcast at gmail.com. Go to Instagram and find us there to get a sweet ass poster for all of the movies that we do. Uh, when this one comes out, we're going to swap your face with either Dan Aykroyd or uh, Eddie Murphy. I, I, I guess the choice is yours. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh, so you'll get to see that uh, first when it comes out there. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we always play a clip at the end, and I don't really have one pulled up that we can do just yet. So we'll do this one again. Thanks, everybody, for being on. It ain't cool being no jive turkey so close to Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Bye, that book. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>